All right, and uh, welcome back to the third episode of season two of The Chopping Block. Your co-hosts, uh, Perks Dewitsky and Timmy, Timmy Jernigans are here. We have a special guest today. Who's also a host. Who is not a host Very or, or so a co-host. Host, actually. Main financer uh, of the program. That's actually a, f- a fallacy. It's a lie right there. Um, but you know what? Uh, we'll, let, we'll let him think that he is a special guest the ghost of Jebediah, G-O-J. He doesn't like G-J, so we'll call him G-O-J. Goge. You come up with that on the spot. I did come up with that on the spot, actually. Um, so, anyways, we will uh, we'll hop right in. Uh, no time to waste here. Week zero reactions. It was a pretty shit week, but it was still football, so you can't really complain. Any, uh, any takes? Uh, yes, I do. I believe that that Notre Dame Notre Dame Notre, Na- Dame Notre Dame Navy game was a national security risk. You know our adversaries, China, North Korea, they're laughing at us. They they don't think our Navy is ready after watching Navy get humiliated in Ireland by the Fighting Irish. Okay, it, it's honestly it, that game should have been played behind closed doors for national security reasons. That's my take. Well, my reaction. Is Sam Hartman is a Heisman caliber quarterback. He's in his sixth year now. I think he, they said he was the 18th quarterback to ever pass for more than uh, 13,000 yards in his college football career. He looked great. Jaden Greathouse, true freshman, uh, two touchdowns, also looked great. Notre Dame's offensive problems last year look like they are gone. I mean, it was Navy, um, but you know if they continue to play this way throughout the season, then I think they'll be in this, the discussion for the college football playoff. I don't think they will play this way the rest of the season. I don't think they will make the college football playoff, but they looked very good week zero. Yeah, I don't think the quality of Sam Hartman coming into the season was ever in doubt. I think he was always going to be really good. If he didn't play for Wake Forest, he probably would have been a Heisman contender, at least in the top ten in each of the last two seasons. But that game really just looked like a scrimmage. I mean, the size and physicality over the of the Notre Dame offense over the Navy yeah. defense was Notre Dame so was noticeable. Physical. But as I was saying, it wasn't about the quarterback play. It was more about the freshman receivers. That's what this game was all about for Notre Dame, and they they showed out. I mean, they they absolutely showed out. They put in five running backs as well. It was basically a scrimmage for them. Like yeah. that's no, that's it was, what it, it was. Like. It was a new name like every fucking play. It was just they used five running backs in the game. Like when was the last time? You saw a team use five running backs. Yeah, and again, unless they were clearly superior. It was getting fun by the end though, because Navy actually started throwing the ball. They they uh, they decided that uh, you know their triple option was wasn't quite doing it for them. So and then they actually started passing it. I thought we might actually finish the game with zero passing yards. Well, yeah, I I think they threw seven passes in that game. Insane. Um, which I believe their coach said before the game that they were going to start throwing more this year, and they yeah. threw seven passes. So what, that was what, what was your thoughts on uh, the game being shorter? It, I like actually, it. New it, clock rules, okay? The uh, game was four I have minutes a, shorter. I than have the a statistic. <laughs> the The average game last year, over however many games were played, I think it was like seven hundred. The average time was three hours and twenty seven minutes. The new clock rules: clock doesn't stop at the end uh, at a first down. The game was three hours and 24 minutes averaged over the first week. Sure, it was only seven games, small sample size, but... Yeah, I think that'll change. Three minutes three minutes shorter overall. So not much of a difference in week zero. I, I think it'll change. 
well, uh, throughout yeah, the I season. Said, I said small sample size. But, um, so. but I think it's a good rule. I, I think it was a little unnecessary for the clock to stop every first down. It is at the end of the game, right, though? In the last two minutes it stops mm-hmm. after first downs. Yeah. And I, I, I believe think, in the first half as well. It's like NFL. I, I think I, it's first half and end of the game. I, I do like that. I wish they would just implement a two-minute warning um, at that point, at this point. But... Um, just to make it right on par with the NFL, but I like the rule. I think it's a good change because, yeah, I mean, I love college football, but, you know, when you're at a game and it's 100 degrees and the clock stops every first down, it, uh, it it's not as fun. So, yeah, the game getting faster. I like it. Um, anyways, any other Week Zero reactions? I mean, I really didn't have much. Vanderbilt is worse than I thought they were. They did not look um, good against I Hawaii. Mean, they... USC wasn't as good as I thought they were. No. The defense you... light up a lot. <laughs> it was their defense was rotating their threes in for the second half of yeah, the game. Like, I don't know. Game? I'm saying. It... What, did you? It was on the Pac-12 network. No, I, I, I did not watch the game. I didn't say I did. They. <laughs> they did a, you look at a, a box score for that assessment? They had a start. It's week zero. They had like 20 different guys make tackles in that game. Dude, no one came into the season being like, USC's defense is the reason they're going to be good. Like, Okay. It was more of a scrimmage than the Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame never put the threes in. USC was putting the threes in for the majority of the game. Like, they were constantly rotating in depth. They're, it was never a, they were never going to keep the ones in. The ones would have played fine. But they they didn't even need the ones. They don't need the defense to not let the the opposing team. Score. They're trying to get experience for the rest of the season. That's what yes. they're trying to do. Alex Grinch is a good DC, especially he fits the mold of USC. Um, but Vandy Vandy was disappointing. I, I agree. Well, the the hour and a half weather delay definitely played a factor. Yeah. I feel they were everyone was just kind of iffy about it. There was like twenty mile an hour winds or something like that. Amen. So it was a tough game to play in. But the field wasn't finished. Okay. Field wasn't finished. Well, the field was finished. The stadium wasn't finished. Well, they, they had their jumbotron on cranes holding it up. But, but, but that's an important part of the field. field no, that's an important part of the field. That's the stadium. That, that's the field. Okay. That, the Players field, make use of that. The field okay? is. Players make good use the of field. that. Okay. Let's Google what a field is. You want to Google uh, what a field looks like? Field, field. definition. Look at that. An Green. area of open land, especially one planted with crops or pasture, typically bounded by hedges or fences. An area of open land. The or, field or, of or a particular branch of study or sphere All of right. activity um, or interest. Regardless, yes, that was the, that's kind of my reaction from Week Zero. Any others from y'all? That was the main ones. Um, Jacksonville State, first FBS win. Yeah. Um, UMass beating New Mexico State. Crazy. They, New Mexico State was favored by seven. UMass sucks. I, I just think it's ridiculous that you have a top 25 team playing and you see that just throw that on the Pac-12 network so no one can watch. Yeah, I, mean, I expected more out of the uh, Ohio Bobcats offense. They didn't. They they didn't play particularly well. So. Also, uh, one week after our Super Conference draft, uh, I am one and zero. Timmy Jernigan's is two and zero. So we are both at 100%. Oh, because I have Vandy. I have Vandy. have Vandy. Let's go. 2-0. Um, GOJ is 2-2, two and two, unfortunately. Mm. 50%. Um, Season's still young. So, you know, might as well. You know, they say the FBS has always been more of a second half of the season type of... Uh, the FBS? The, the FBS uh, group of five. The group of five. The group of five in the FBS. They've always been more of a second half of the season type of teams. I see. I see. Yeah, that's what it takes. Well, anyways, yes. Um, to, uh, 
GOJ's uh, two losses came at the hands of his two wins, so it was a little unfair there. But um, but yeah, so as far as power rankings go right now, it goes uh, TJ, uh, me, and then um, GOJ. Ghost of Jebediah, for those who don't understand GOJ. Who may have just tuned in. Who may have just tuned in, yes. Because yes. we are live right now. We, we are live, and we know you have busy lives wherever you are in the world. We know we're international. All right. So we understand. Um, well, we're going to hop right into the regular format of the show. We are done with this preseason shit. College football pick'em time. Uh, first game up I got is Florida at number 14, Utah. Minus six and a half. Do we know if Cam Rising is playing or not? Undecided still. still. undecided. You can tell that the odds makers definitely don't think he's playing. The line has gone from ten down to six and a half. So it looks like they think it's unlikely that he's playing just because of that information. But there's still no, no decision yet. All right. Well, um, so to change things up this year on the podcast, um, I have the lines written down too. So first off, we are going. You're going to give us your straight up pick, and then you're going to say who you're taking uh, against the spread. So, uh, Timmy Jernigan's. You want to go first? Florida at Utah. Who who you who you thinks winning this? This is an interesting game, just because of the injuries circulating around. You could ask. This is one of the only games where you could really ask twenty different people. And they could tell you 20 different things on what could happen during the game. There's no real set thing that could happen. But if Sam Hartman doesn't, or not Sam Hartman, if Cam Rising doesn't play, I think I think it's Florida's game for sure. They just have the size on all positions. Quarterback is definitely going to be iffy for both teams. The new Graham Mertz for for Florida, we all know him going into a hostile environment didn't work very well in the in the Big Ten, but. Who knows how it'll happen now. They have a lot of uh, freshman receivers at Florida, so not a lot of experience. Not a lot of experience on the line either, so just a lot of inexperience in the game. This could really go any way, but I'll go Florida just because of the size and strength. Yeah, And if they have Graham Mertz, that's a real quarterback compared to Utah who won't have a quarterback, so that's... I I am going to go in the opposite direction. Um, I think Utah, regardless of Cam Rising being being in it or not, um, will win the game. Um, you know, Florida. I I Dan Nolan wasn't a good coach at Florida, but I think they should have given him more time. I didn't understand. I could understand firing Dan Nolan for a big guy, but firing him for Billy Napier, I did not understand. Uh, I don't believe in Billy Napier. I don't think he's a good coach for Florida. Um, and especially, I mean, they're traveling all the way across the country. I think the altitude's going to get to them. Uh, Thursday night game, I just, I don't like it. Utah, you know, even if Cam Rising isn't playing, they won the Pac-12 last year. They have a good roster. Florida returns 11 starters. Um, so I'm going to be taking Utah here. And against the spread, I will... It's tough, um, but given that it's six and a half point spread, I'm just going to take Utah and the spread as well to win by a touchdown. I too. I'm going to go with Utah. The game is being played in Utah. Okay, those swamp folk. I don't think are going to perform as well at altitude. Oh, you know, it's not going. like I just said that, but. Well, you know what? What, what would you like me to say then? Ooh, you just got to switch it up. Really switch it up. Well, it looks like Bryson Barnes is likely to be playing quarterback uh, if Cam Rising is not healthy. 
Um, and I mean, come on, he's a Utah boy. Uh, oh. I think, uh, <laughs> that is a take, isn't Expert it? Expert analysis over Thank here. You. He Thank is you. a Utah boy. Well, you know, well, you know the GOJ. Did you know in 2021 he had 100% pass completion? Wow, that's impressive. For two attempts. Um, also, who are you taking in the spread? Well, obviously Florida. Duh. I'm taking the Chinese. <laughs> taking Florida for the outright win, but Utah on the spread. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, GOJ, you're taking Utah. Who are you taking in the spread? I'm going to go with Utah. Utah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that is one of the biggest games of week one. That on was a, a thrill- thriller last year. Was it on Thursday last year or was it on Saturday? Uh, I couldn't tell I you feel that, like it it's started, on Thursday I, this year. I feel like it was on Thursday last year, too, Probably. because I feel like it was one of the first games that I saw. Um, but anyways, it'll be a great game. Excited for Thursday. I, I mean, this Thursday's slate is better than last Saturday's, I think. Um, so anyways, moving on to our next game. Awesome on Thursday. Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by seven. Uh, already Big Ten play starting week one. I love to see that. Um, yeah, what, what do you all think about this game? I'm going to take Nebraska personally. Okay, Minnesota, they, they were hot for a little while in the Big Ten last year, but in the Big Ten West. But I think uh, Nebraska got a new coaching staff in there. It's no longer uh, Frost, who, Matt Rule. Uh, who's that? The Matt Panther, Rule. Yeah, yeah, Panther's old coach. Yeah, and he, he has a good track record as a uh, – college football coach he also has a good track record of tanking the first season he does he went uh, i believe he is a new man and, okay he went two he and ten at the, he tanked at the panthers i think that got it out of the way okay and then now he's back he college. went two and ten at temple his first year he went 111 in baylor his first year i will say i think this is the best roster he's walking into in his first year he lot, got he got a lot, a lot of transfers faces, he though. got casey thompson from texas who started 10 games um i think with that um, you know, we, we always have an upset of the week on the, on the show. And just to give you a little preview, that is my upset of the week. Um, so I will be taking Nebraska over Minnesota. I think there's some questions surrounding Minnesota this year. I don't think they'll be as good this year. I think they return a lot less than they did last year. Um, but you know, it's also at Minnesota. I could see them winning. Um, but I'm, I'm picking Nebraska here. And of course them with the spread as well. Yeah, I like I like Minnesota for sure in this game. I'm a little bit biased. One of my one of my best high school lads is from is from Minnesota, and his dad is a big donor. So I actually have seen video conferences with his dad and PJ Flex. So yeah, I'm a big he... I'm a big row the boat guy. I, I love rowing the boat. Minnesota, they they got a new quarterback who's been in the program for two years. He's he's a I can't pronounce his name, but he's the Greek the Greek rocket. They're, they're always going to be able to run the ball. Massive offensive line. Their defense was highly underrated last year. Their adjusted defense was seventh in the nation last year. And I think they return a lot on defense. So I, I love the Gophers in this one. Um, are you taking them in the spread or Nebraska uh, in the yeah, spread? Yeah, I'll take them in, in both. Minus seven. What about you, GOJ? I think it's going to be tight. So I, I don't think they're going to win by more than a field goal. Nebraska, but who are you taking in the spread? Well, Minnesota. Minnesota. You're taking Minnesota in the spread? Yeah. But you said Nebraska was going to win. Oh, no. N- Nebraska in the spread, but they're not going to win by more than... Oh, what's Nebraska... Uh... Minnesota's minus seven. Oh, okay. Minnesota's the favorite in this. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking Nebraska in the spread. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, we saw last season Nebraska love to uh, play it tight. 
and I think that, that we could be in for that this season as well. I think we're just going to be more likely to see things turn their before way. We, before we move to the Friday slate, another game that we're not going to end up talking about, that's on Thursday, underrated game, NC State-UConn at UConn. UConn had a great, great record last year. Didn't they without, make a bowl? They made a bowl without, oh, yeah. we without a real it. quarterback. Like, they didn't have a quarterback. They would run jet sweeps on third and eight because their quarterback literally couldn't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. Now they have now they have a good quarterback. So or I mean not not a good quarterback, a decent quarterback, a, quarterback. a guy who can actually throw the ball down the field. So I think I think there should be more eyes on this game. It's a fourteen point spread. I mean obviously I still think North Carolina State's gonna win the game, but it could be one do to you, watch. Do you think they cover? Could, probably, but it, it's a it's a one to watch for sure. One that no it's one's a really one talking about. To watch. Yeah, um, I saw that earlier. Is it is it fourteen now? It was fourteen, 14. and a half earlier. No, it's still fourteen and a half. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting game to watch. Um, so yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, probably the biggest game of the year. Um, Miami, Ohio at Miami. Um, there has been a lot of uh shit talking in this. I I, I saw the Miami quarterback today. Miami, Ohio quarterback today. Oxford said that Oxford. Ohio, Ohio is the baby. real Miami. Um, really? So I think what we will do here as our podcast um, will be whoever wins this game, we will recognize as the real Miami. I think there's nothing else we could possibly do. A uh, think- big news report coming out last night. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami quarterback, did has problems with his thumb. Injury to his, his thumb. thumb. Oh, no. Thumb, in, thumb injury for a quarterback is not a good thing, Elliot. Make well, fun of it as much as you want. No, didn't, uh, what, Mac Johnson had a thumb issue also last season for Texas A&M. Yeah, not, not fun. He, he will play. It's just how good will he play with a, with yeah. a thumb injury. I, I just think it's year two. I, I for um Mario Cristobal, I think he improves Miami and you know, this is this is kind of a joke of a game that we put on here. But um yeah, obviously I'm taking Miami, Florida, and uh give them give me the spread as well. I'll take seventeen points there as well. I know absolutely nothing about this game, but after the quotes from the Miami of Ohio quarterback, I don't think I don't think I can take anyone but Miami of Ohio. I think I have to take the upright seventeen. Wow! No, 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 no. <laughs> to Miami, Florida to win, Miami of Ohio to cover. They can't they can't say that Fair and possibly enough. not cover the spread. I'm taking Miami to win and cover personally. <laughs> I do think we need to start a trend though of scheduling games where you get. Fun matchups, maybe Stanford versus Sam Ford. Okay, that'd be a fun one. Well, this is this this is one right here. I know, I know that. That's what I'm talking about. I think this should uh, start a trend in college football. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. what's Samford's mascot? Yeah, what are is they, it? Are they a dog? They're the Bulldogs. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, they're Good choice. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, we got our last Friday game. We'll talk about uh, Louisville at Georgia Tech. ACC. In, uh, Western Kentucky. Excuse me, special guest, GOJ. Please do not interrupt. 33% stakeholder. Not f- Main finance CEO. He actually has seven, I- 6.8% now. 6.8% shareholder. And it's dropping by the fucking day. Uh, so anyways, Louisville at Georgia Tech. Louisville is favored by eight against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech did get uh, a few guys out of the transfer portal. Most but they got Haynes King. They Haynes got Chase, King. They got Chase. Former starting quarterback for Texas A&M. They got Chase Lane. Uh, they got, also they, from Texas A&M. They got some Aggies over there. Um, there's a reason they transferred there. Because they value their education. Georgia Tech is a very good STEM program. I bet that's why. Can I finish this? Can I finish this segment? 
I thought I was. Well, I, I was. I was trying to. Well, you know, if I don't have a full percentage, I think I should then try and contribute more. That way I get back more percentage. All right. Anyways, um, Louisville minus eight. Got Jeff Brom over there now. Jake Plummer. This is also my lock of the week. Give me Louisville. Give give me them minus, I believe it was seven and a half when I wrote this down. It's minus eight now. Minus eight. I'll still take it. Give me Louisville minus eight at Georgia Tech. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love Louisville in this matchup. Georgia Tech was awful last year, and they really only got a quarterback who's very unproven. That's that's about it. And Haynes King, they still really don't have that much. I love Louisville. Louisville also one of the weakest schedules in the entire country, which is why their over-under win total is like 8.5. Like, they, they, they it's 7.5 it's seven or 8.5, which is crazy because they're not even that good, but their schedule is just so weak that they They, they, they possibly could games. make the ACC uh, championship game if the ACC other teams beat themselves up enough just by the fact of the teams they play. They won't make the ACC championship. I'm just saying, you know, crazy things have happened. But, yeah, I like Louisville. George Tech you taking them in the spread? Probably. I don't like eight. Uh, eight points is a weird, weird area. I, I would prefer it to be seven or less, like six and a half. I'll probably buy the half point. But but eight eight is weird, but I like Louisville a lot in this game. Yeah. Uh, what about you, GOJ? I'm going to be taking Louisville as well. Okay. Uh, we all know Braun was a hell of a coach at uh, Purdue. Boiler up. And uh, this is an all... It's all the mater, right? Didn't he go to Louisville? Yes, he yeah, did. Yeah. He was at Louisville. So I think, you know, it. I think he's got great things in store for his time at Louisville. I mean, Louisville has good history in football. I mean, you know. Words. He, words, exactly. Players. Thank football. you. Thank the you. Okay. Uh, and are you taking Louisville in the spread, or are you taking Georgia Tech? I think, I still think it's going to be kind of tight. Okay, I, I'm going to say that uh, Louisville does not cover the spread. Louisville does not cover the spread. It's eight, so they might win by a touchdown, but that doesn't cover the spread. Well, thank you for explaining spreads to me. I was not aware of that. I needed that. You're welcome. (laughs) Another Friday night game that we're not talking about could be the biggest game of the entire night. Starts at 10 p.m. Central Time. Jesus Christ. Hawaii at... (laughs) Or Stanford at Hawaii. Stanford at Hawaii. This line... Has dropped tremendously. It was seven and a half, and then after Hawaii's valiant performance at Vandy, the line has dropped to just three and a half for Stanford. Stanford minus three and a half. Stanford is only minus three wow. and a half now. Braden Shager went to my high school. Hawaii quarterback. Love the guy. Air raid offense. Stuff could happen. Do you think Hawaii Stuff played good or Vanderbilt played bad? Both, but doesn't matter. Interesting. Um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely the tune into that dropped. game. Uh, anyways, moving on to our Saturday slate, we have... Oh, also, one more thing about the Georgia Tech game. It is a neutral site game. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Which neutral is, Atlanta for Georgia so Tech. So it is in the same city Georgia Tech is in, but it is a neutral site game. Whoa. Uh, which is funny. Um, anyways, all right. Next up, Colorado at TCU in Fort Worth. TCU is currently favored by 20 and a half points. Who do you all like here? I like TCU. Have you been seeing the videos of their 500-pound O-lineman they have at TCU? No. Uh, it's a... Uh, that sounds Ra- too big. Ramsey Brooks. Uh, he's listed as 6'5", 455 pounds, freshman on TCU's O-line. If you see videos of him at practice... Start or is he just someone that's uh, like... He's getting attention, so you very well might. Colorado's a pretty, sorry Colorado, weak opponent. So we, we might be seeing uh, some of him out there. And the guy's a tank, okay? That... 
just insane. If you haven't seen him at practice, just look him up, okay? The guy's massive. I will have to look him up later tonight when I'm alone in my room. No, you taking you taking TCU in the spread? What's the spread? Twenty and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a Fort Worth boy. Okay, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. I'm taking my Horn Frog to cover. Okay. What about you, TJ? Uh, I think I think TCU wins by a hundred. Wins I by a hundred. Colorado is absolutely awful. Chandler Morris also went to my high school. He was my quarterback. Plays for TCU. Beat Max Duggan last year for the starting job until he got hurt against Colorado in the starting game. He's gonna he's gonna exact vengeance in this game. They're gonna well, win. There by we have. Yeah, I I uh, am gonna go the same way. I think TCU is gonna slaughter Colorado. Um, Colorado's been getting a lot of hype this offseason. Dion has been like very camera hungry. It's not it's not about the players. It's about Dion. Yeah, which, which I is hate. which is not a good thing for the program. I don't think. Uh, well, I I think he will. Can I finish? Can I talk? Let me let me. Oh, you still going? Yeah, I am still going. Okay. Uh, I think Colorado will improve this season. I think Dion will have somewhat success there, but I don't think they will be beating TCU or covering against TCU, who just went to the national chat title so, game. So you think they're going to do better than last season? Greater than one win? Hot take, yes. Yeah, hot take. Is that going to be your lock of the season? Uh, yes. <laughs> Colorado greater than one win. Yes, but that win will not come in Fort Worth on Saturday. All right, uh, another game this week. Uh, number 21, North Carolina, is favored by two and a half points uh, versus South Carolina. This is also a neutral site game in Charlotte. I am going to start. I like North Carolina, and I love minus two and a half as well. I'm not big on South Carolina. See, I think this game has some huge ramifications for both teams' seasons. I think North Carolina with Drake May is going to be has potential to be kind of nasty out there okay drake may is a heisman caliber quarterback um and i think south carolina with spencer rattler spencer rattler's kind of been having something i think that he wants to prove ever since having to leave oklahoma i i think he is going to be prone to you know having his bad games i don't think he's uh someone that is going to be a hundred percent uh all-star quarterback every game he plays but i think in this one it, it's going to come down to the wire and uh, I know South Carolina lost uh, Marshawn Lloyd. He's at, what, USC now? USC. Yeah, that, that was a huge loss. He was a great running back. But still, I think uh, South Carolina is going to win. This game means absolutely everything to South Carolina just because if they don't win this game... They have a gauntlet. There's a shot that they have, like, are a max 500 team. Like, they, they're if they don't win this game, they're going 6-6 six at six probably at best. Uh, so they they need to win this game. I'm t- I, North Carolina doesn't need it as much, but they got Mac Brown, so he's gonna he's gonna convince them. I still like North Carolina a lot. Drake May is fantastic, one of the best quarterbacks probably in the league right now. So definitely definitely give me North Carolina. What about the spread? North Carolina, yeah. For Two and a half goal, point spread is small. I fucking love it. I was thinking about it for my lock of the week, um, but didn't didn't choose it. But I I. If I could pick a second lock of the week, I think I would pick North Carolina minus two and a half. All right, next up uh, in my game of the week, LSU minus two and a half at Florida State. This is a neutral site game as well. Last year, this was probably the best game in week one. Came down to the wire. Uh, LSU missed the field goal 
or the extra point to tie the game to send it to overtime. And it really uh, kind of set Florida State up for success, gave them the confidence they needed for the rest of the season. I think this is a make-or-break game for both teams. When we went over in Episode 1, our games of the year, this was on it for me. Uh, I think the team that wins this will end up in the college football playoff. And so because of that, it's so hard for me. Because on one hand, I think LSU is a better team than Florida State. And Florida State won last year. But... You know what? Y'all go first, then I'll make my I'll make my pick because I'm so fifty fifty on this. I'm taking LSU. I think Harold Perkins had an amazing season, and uh, they get back what what's his name? The player that literally in this game last season towards ACL. The first. Oh, time. the guy who's suspended for the game, who's not playing, Shit. Mason Smith. Oh, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, the guy who's again not playing. Yeah. Damn it! Wow, but I'm still taking LSU. Okay. <laughs> and other news also, my my fellow co-host said that nope. Denver Harris. Nope. Hey, we're gonna stop the podcast. He, we are not fellow co-hosts. We are the co-hosts of the podcast. This is a special guest. Special guest. Goj, not co-host. Also. Co-host. Sorry. Continue. Denver Harris is not removed, expelled, whatever from LSU and the team. He is still on the teams. He is just. Uh, Going through some stuff, okay? So, d- d- just to clarify... I, I believe you said pre- that last time. Well, I just wanted to re-clarify that since we're talking about LSU, okay? Okay. Oh, are we are we good now? Are you taking them in the spread? Well, Mason Smith is still definitely suspended. Well, yes. Oh, okay, yes. Are okay. you taking the spread? What's the spread? Minus two and a half LSU. Yeah. All right. I, that, that, that's, a, that's a nice one. Minus two and a half. Uh, what do you think, TJ? I I'm gonna be honest with you. I I don't really know which way to look about this game either. I'm complete. I I I don't know. I hate to pick a team here. I really hate it because I think this is gonna be such a good game. And again, like I said, I think LSU is the better team here. I I really but don't I, think so... Jaden Daniels is as good as people people say he is. He he turns the ball over a lot. Like I just find it hard to believe Florida State's gonna get both of these games. Like if Florida State had lost a close one last year, I would have. I would be like so quick to pick them this one but i just find it so hard to believe lsu is going to i'm sure they've circled this game but with that being said i i'm gonna pick florida state i'm gonna i'm gonna pick the plus two and a half i think i think i gotta go i think i have to go lsu it's just their defensive backs are a big issue mason smith not being in the game is a big issue if Jaden daniels turns the ball over yeah if he turns the ball over it's a big issue but I think I think they're ready. Yeah. I think they're going to be hungry for this game. I do too. I I I'm picking them because I have Florida State going so far, and I feel like I have to. But I it could go I, either I, way. I could see it LSU could really winning. I could totally see LSU winning. I think LSU is going to be a, a very 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 good team this year. Um. Anyways, last game we'll talk about uh, Clemson at Duke. Clemson is favored by thirteen points. Also, sorry, you're taking LSU in the spread too. Yeah. Um, Clemson is favored by 13 points against Duke. I think Duke takes a step back this year. Um, Mike Elko had a great first year at Duke, and I think he will have success at Duke. I think Duke will be fine this year, but uh, Cade Klubnick played great with Clemson near the end of the season. You know, DJ transferred. They have their guy there in Cade. I I like Clemson minus 13. I think the win by two touchdowns, if that spread was minus 14, 14 and a half. I don't know if I'd take it, but give me Clemson in the spread. 
Yeah, I'm going to follow you up with that. <clears throat> I think that Duke had a pretty easy schedule last season compared to this season. I mean, they're playing Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, NC State, Florida State, uh, North Carolina, Pitt this season. Uh, whereas they lucked out with uh, a bad Miami team they got to play, uh, Boston College, uh, UC, well, UCF was a bowl game. But, yeah, I, th I just think in general they're going to be uh, having a tougher battle uh, to actually come out even because it, it is Duke football. So I, I'm going to take Clemson, and I'm going to take them uh, in the spread. I'm going to disagree with what Perks said. Not that Clemson, I think Clemson is going to win and cover. It's not that part. He said Duke is going to take a step back. I think they're actually going to be better than they were last year. But their schedule is twenty five times. Well, that's what I mean. I don't season. think they'll finish with a better record than last year. They're going to finish with a worse record. I think their team better will team, be better. better team, worse record. Yeah, I think their team okay. is going to be better than they were last year. It's just they play like yeah. what is it? Five of the top six teams they in, have the, a very, in the ACC. They have a very tough schedule. Two, three, four. Currently, based off the AP top twenty five, they're facing a four yeah. ranked teams: Clemson, so I think, Notre Dame, Florida State, North Carolina. Because they still have a very good quarterback. They still have a really good quarterback. Their defense is going to be fine. I just, uh, I their schedule is much tougher, so they're going to be better than they were last year. Just worse record. I think it's going to be probably close for the first half, maybe, but Clemson's going to wear them down and and end up winning. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. I mean, I cannot wait. What is that? Five straight days of college football. That's going to be fucking amazing. I cannot wait. Uh, and there's I, decent games every day. It's not like yeah, Saturday no, where it there's was good bad games, games every day. Uh, so. That Sunday night game, and I'm so excited for that. Anyways, we'll move on to our last segments. Locks of the week, upsets of the week, game of the week. Uh, for the upsets of the week, our uh, rules are it needs to be plus two, three, five odds or greater, uh, along with it being plus seven. Usually those align. So anyways, we'll hop right into locks of the week. I kind of mentioned all mine when we were going over these games. I have Louisville. Uh, when I wrote this down, minus seven and a half against Georgia Tech. I'm not really going to dive back into it much, but I like Jake Plummer. He's an experienced guy. I like Jeff Brom. I don't like Georgia Tech. I don't like Haynes King. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's mean. I, I, yeah. I'm going to take North Texas plus seven against Cal just because I think Cal is an awful football team. Yeah. And North Texas has shown flashes over the past few seasons. So, I, I mean... Fair enough. Really don't know a lot about that game. Just Cal's going to be very bad this season, so who knows. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Northern Illinois over Boston College. Do they uh, still have Rocky Lombardi out there at, at Northern Illinois? It's plus 275. This uh, is this is the lock of the week. Oh, not upset oh. of the week? This is lock of the week. Oh, well. I Timmy, did you give your then. upset then? That's my, that's my upset. So these the are, so North Texas plus seven against Cal is your upset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. You said Northern Illinois over Boston College? Yeah, plus 275. All right. Uh, what, what did you want us to be saying? Locks of the week? Yes, locks of the week. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to do Purdue minus three and a half against uh, Fresno State. Whew, I don't know. Really, you don't like that? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Pur Purdue is going to be a little interesting because they're definitely going to take a step back after their coach went to Louisville. But you know who they have as their starting quarterback? Hudson Card. 
former Texas quarterback, Hudson Card. Yeah, I, I know what who Texas... School? What high school did you go to? He went to Lake Travis. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. For my lock of the week, I'll take UTSA money line. It's minus 120 against Houston. Against Houston? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a good It's lock. minus 120, so it's basically even. Uh, I just think I, UTSA has been fantastic the past two seasons. They're probably one of the top three F, or not, uh, group of five teams in the nation. They, they have Fred Harris back for, like, what seems to be his 17th year. Great quarterback. I think I think they have the I think they have the weapons to do it. And Houston's projected to be the worst team in the Big Twelve, worst in odds. So give me give me UTSA, basically even odds. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, last up, game of the week. I already said mine. LSU at Florida State. I mean, I'm sure this is kind of everyone's. Uh, this is the only top ten matchup of the week. It was amazing last year. LSU Florida State Sunday night. Goes to Jebediah, you can take it. I'm going to be taking UNC, South Carolina. I think that game means a decent amount to either team, and I think it's going to probably turn into a shootout. So I think that's going to be a fun game of football to watch. A shootout or a showdown? Shootout. Mm. I mean, can't they be both, though? No. Really? No. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. All right. I'll take I'll take Florida, Utah. I think that game is one of the most <clears throat> interesting of the week. It's on a Thursday, so it's going to kind of stand alone. So I like I like that one. Yeah, because well, it could really go any way, all, all, and it's all the rumors around it with Cam rising. Like it's going to be literally up to up until the day that they and it's decide. the start of the weekend. It's going to be so exciting. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be right up until Thursday when they decide what if he's playing or not. So I I just love everything circling the game right now. All right. Well, um, with that, that concludes our college football talk. Who who you got on the chopping block this week? Miami, Florida is on the chopping block this week. Oh. Okay. Is it is it the real Miami? Who knows? I, I suppose there is a lot at stake. Yes. By the end of this week, we will know. We will have answers. Uh, who is your who is your cho- your chopping block for the week? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Florida State. There's been a lot of hype around Florida State, and we're gonna really see what they're made of. <laughs> um. Well, on my chopping block. Uh, I have, you said you were speaking of stakes, on my chopping block of the week is uh, GOJ's stake in the podcast is on my chopping block. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. That is, that's my chopping block. You don't want to lose week. your main financier. No, it's okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's more than okay. Uh, anyways, that wraps it up, guys. Uh, have, have a good weekend.